Hi, I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. Welcome to the Dying to Ask podcast. We had great feedback on our last episode on avoiding holiday stress. And I'm excited to say I'm actually practicing what I preach. (laughs) And I'm front-loading my holidays here in November. I've got my airline tickets booked. I have started clearing the house of stuff for the the end-of-the-year donations. And, and this is a biggie, I have a picture for the holiday card. Done. Like, four people, eyes open, pretty much smiling, looking pleasant, done. I am winning my own holiday stress Olympics, at least this week. So this week on the show, we're going to build on the theme that we had in the last episode, and we're going to revisit gratitude. Holidays are great until they're not. And for a lot of people, they can be tough for a variety of reasons. It can be a time when family conflict kind of flares up, or for whatever reason, it just makes them feel sad. So holidays aren't always the easiest for people, but you know what can help is some good old-fashioned gratitude, and science will back you up on this. Gratitude is having a moment, as they say, and it's good for your mental health, your physical health, and you know what? It can make you a nicer person. And isn't that what the world needs? We're talking gratitude on this week's Dying to Ask podcast. Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to. Soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. Let's start with the obvious. What is gratitude? Well, gratitude, I would say, is some sort of self-awareness that you have it pretty good. So on some level, you know that there's something to be grateful for. And that's true regardless of your circumstances. And I was reminded of that recently when I was interviewing this guy named Jacob Nur. Jacob is 67. He is a nurse in the Sacramento area. And he is a world-class runner who only started running about 14 years ago. And he got into running basically to get control of his health. You know, he's a nurse. He knew what he needed to do. So he wanted to drop some weight and, you know, just work on his cardio. So he starts running. Well, then he finds out, wow, I am really fast. So he started really getting into taking his running very seriously. So flash forward 14 years, and this guy basically breaks master's running records almost any time he shows up for a race. Why is he so fast? Well, a couple reasons. One, good genes. You always credit your DNA, mom and dad. Number two, he started running later in life. So he only started running in his 50s. So his legs are still pretty fresh. And then number three, he's a nurse. He takes care of himself in all the ways. But the main reason is that he's really grateful that he can run. Why is he so grateful? Well, he has great perspective because back when Jacob was a teenager, he spent five years in the mountains of Eritrea, Ethiopia as a child soldier. Five years. He survived and then he went on to thrive and to build his life. And that is a whole other podcast. But here's a clip from the raw interview that I did with Jacob where he talks a little bit about his background and how he thinks about it all these years later. I am originally from Eritrea. Uh, Eritrea is a country in East Africa. It's uh, by the Red Sea, mm-hmm. and I um, I joined the the uh, fight there uh, like 
most of the people, uh, the young age, uh, very young age. So I was a ninth grader when I joined uh, the rebels and um, went to the to the mountains. And so, so I, I spent five years in the fight. I was very fortunate to survive it. I have seen so much hardship there, and I think I took that to my strengths. I that helped me um, grow. All I can say is. Hey, if you put a little effort, uh, challenges are to, to, to guide you. They, they, they teach you things and uh, they, uh, they, they, you, you get a lot better and uh, you improve your life. You look at the positive, you look at the world from a positive perspective and uh, you grow uh, as well. And uh, those small challenges seem really tiny yeah. when you've had uh, the harder challenges in your life. For me, sky is a limit. I, I don't limit myself. I, any challenge that I have here can be any worse than what I've had uh, in those old years. Incredible, isn't it? So Jacob not running from his past, he's running because of it. Gratitude is what fuels his record-setting pace. 5k record, by the way, for age 65 to 69. 17 minutes, 31 seconds. So, you know, a little over five minutes a mile. I mean, wild. There isn't enough gratitude in the world to make me run that fast. <laughs> but there is enough gratitude to make my day today just a little bit easier. Because gratitude changes how you react to stress. This is scientifically proven. It basically has the power, if you let it, to help regulate how you react. And I'm convinced that being less reactive to the junk around you is a total superpower. Being less reactive is a superpower. And gratitude also can make you feel a connection in a deeper level, even a little bit, to the people who are around you. When you're connected to people, when you're a little bit vested in them and them in you, you tend to be a little nicer. And when you are nicer, Spoiler, it's actually really good for you in addition to the people around you. So as we head into these holidays, a few ways to insert a little bit of gratitude into your life. Three things. You know, I love these threes, right? So number one, write it down. I have mentioned my old-fashioned paper planner, and some of you are rolling your eyes right now, especially those of you who live in my house and are related to me. But everything in my life is in that book. And at the spot, top of each page is an actual written-in section that says gratitude and three, one, two, three. Like I had the planner made to do that. So every morning, nearly without fail, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And I do this at ODark30 as I'm waiting for my laptop to fire up so I can start going through uh, news scripts. Every morning I do this. And I write down big things and little things. In fact, most of the time, they're little things. And if I'm struggling in any way to think of something that I'm grateful for, I default to coffee because I'm endlessly grateful for coffee. But some of the things could be really big. So recently, it could have been, say, a medical result, result for a parent. That's a big thing, obviously. Or it could be something really small. And it just is a real centering kind of thing. So it doesn't really matter what you write down. Because you start the day from a place of reminding yourself that, like, you got it pretty good compared to 90% of the world. You have it pretty good. Just the fact that you're waking up and have something to do that day. So three things that you need to do. Why do you do three? Why is everything always in threes? Let me take a little sidebar here. It's called the rule of threes. It's actually a great writing technique. So a series of three 
tends to stick in the brain. It's easy to remember. It's very effective. And if you can add a little humor into it, by the way, it's really effective because people will remember it. So, you know, beginning, middle, end, we came, we saw, we conquered. That's why people will all often give you three things. That's a, We do that in TV all the time. And people do that on websites, you know, three ways to fill in the blank. I mean, I don't even know how many episodes I've done on this podcast that were threes. <laughs> but that's why threes, because it works and it's doable. So today's three. Today's three that I was uh, grateful for. I had a really great brunch with the family yesterday, and I'm not a big brunch person, but my kids love to eat. And it was just this magical, unplanned, spontaneous thing, expensive because my kids eat a lot now. They're two teenage boys. And I just enjoyed sitting around a table with them. So I wrote down that. I wrote down that we already set the Thanksgiving table, and it's really pretty, and that made me happy. And then my third thing that I wrote down was that I woke up kind of excited about work this week. It is a holiday week and I'm working the whole thing. But Thanksgiving around a TV station is is kind of nice because we cover a lot of stories that show community and we have Run to Feed the Hungry. So we're involved in community projects. So it's just kind of a nice week, even though I'm working it. So those are my three. That took me 30 seconds to write down and my computer had fired up by the time I finished it. So number one... Try writing this stuff down. Maybe grab a notebook. It could be just like an index card, piece of paper, um, and give it a try. Try it for one straight week. If you're not sold on it after a week, I'm going to be surprised. But if you give it a straight week and it really does nothing for you, there's something wrong. No, not really. Um, But give it a try. See what it does. Number two, you know what you're grateful for if you tried writing it down every day. But do you know what the people around you are grateful for? I've mentioned this before, and people ask me sometimes, like, do you still do this, that thing with your kids? And and the answer is yes. We came up with it in the pandemic, and I call it the gratitude game. So the way it works in my family, it's almost always in the car, because that's when things tend to go south with my kids, (laughs) is people fighting in the car, um, or we're running late, and you need to diffuse things a little bit. But what you do is you take turns saying something that you're grateful for, and again, You do three because we love the rule of threes and you do it kind of rapid fire where you barely even think about it. It's just like whatever comes to your mind first. So just like the gratitude journaling, nothing is off limits. And it sure is interesting to see what the people around you, whether they're your family, your friends, your coworkers, are grateful for. And it's especially interesting for kids. If your kids are arguing in the car, try it because it is very tough to complain about your brother if you're talking about things you're grateful for. It's not impossible, but it's tougher. You could even do this with your colleagues and your friends. This would be such a fun thing to start a meeting with just to see how people react. Very eye-opening, and it's a really simple, free way to build a little common ground. Step one, write it down. Step two, play the gratitude game. And then step three, be still. Do nothing at all. If you are struggling to develop a gratitude practice, I will bet you never stop moving. I bet you go from one thing to the next. I bet you have your day is just programmed out because you have so many responsibilities. And it's hard to have a grateful moment if you don't even have a moment of just quiet, right? So give yourself a gift of just not moving, even for a minute. Sit still. Go outside. I think it, I think going outside helps with this kind of thing. Adding in a little bit of like, you know, vitamin D from the sun and some mother nature helps. Give yourself a minute, a minute of total quiet and just breathe. Maybe close your eyes. It doesn't have to be super woo-woo. It really doesn't. It just has to be like a minute 
of not doing anything. And that was actually my hack during the pandemic. I did this in the studio. Back then, I was doing five straight hours of the most depressing news I'd ever done in my life. And so sometimes when I could just kind of feel it like, oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore, I would, at the beginning of a two and a half minute commercial break, walk straight out to our back parking lot, and I would just breathe for a minute. I would take my earpiece out of my ear, I would just let the cold air come over my face, and I would just have a moment of quiet and absolutely nothing, and it was a very quick way to hit a reset, calm the brain, kind of center a little bit, and um, I guess it's kind of like a baby who learns how to self-soothe in a way. <laughs> that little moment of quiet, you know, that, that moment where a kid is just screaming. And then all of a sudden the pacifier just kind of takes effect. And then it's like, oh, and they go from like 60 to zero <laughs> rather than zero to 60. It's a little bit like that. And sometimes I think as adults, we need that little bit of quiet. And it doesn't take long. In a minute, you can feel completely different. Apple Watches have a function on them, the Calm app. You can actually set the watch to remind you to calm down. I thought it was silly and stupid until I tried it. It's kind of awesome. So maybe attach it to something. Maybe it's every time you get into the car, you just sit still for 60 seconds before you drive. I wonder how many accidents could be avoided by people who just centered themselves for a moment. Get your brain and your body in a place where you can be receptive to the idea of being grateful for something. So to bring this all back around, number one, write it down. This is the gratitude journal. Number two, play the gratitude game with the people around you. And number three, do nothing at all. Just try being still and see what happens. I would like to point out that I made it through that entire episode and not once did I say anything like, Gratitude is an attitude. Cheesy. True, but totally cheesy. So I would be grateful, however, if you would share this episode with somebody you think would enjoy it. I mean, I wouldn't say like, hey, you should be more grateful. Listen to Fitz. It's probably a smoother way to do that. You be you. Figure it out. And I'd also love to know how you find gratitude. You can leave your comments in the review section on whatever podcast platform where you're listening to the show. Or if it's easier, you can always find me on Instagram. You can send me a message at runreadsip. Thank you, as I practice a little gratitude, for listening to the Dying Task podcast. This is one of the most fun things I do in my job as a journalist with Hearst Television and at KCRA. I truly enjoy it. And thanks to everybody who has reached out and said that you really love these solo episodes. I'll be honest with you. They're a lot more work. <laughs> Requires a lot of like thinking um, and some writing as well, but I do enjoy them. So thanks for the positive feedback on that. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're going to survive the holidays this year, people with our mental health intact, and maybe have a little bit of fun too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Dying Task Podcast.